0: How many of us have such a hard time stepping into belief that we'll create something that we desire? So, you know, my ultimate goal is to eventually make a million dollars or create a million dollars in net worth. And that's actually my mission is also to help a million women Uh, Directly or indirectly create a million dollars in net worth. And so that's one of the reasons why I work with coaches and specifically women who are equipping and empowering other women to do the great things that they were meant to do in the world. So it's, you know, this pebble effect or this butterfly effect where I'm impacting coaches that are then going to go out and and make a huge impact on the world. And so that is just my passion. But a lot of them have a lot of drama around creating what they want to create in the world and stepping out there and showing up in the way that they need to in order to do that. They have just a lot of drama around that. They have a hard time stepping into the belief that that's actually available to them, that they will be able to create that for themselves. And so that's what I coach them on. Now, I'm not immune to this. I have been through this same issue many times myself. And so the other night, I was thinking about this, and I happened to think about this. uh, And I thought, you know what, I'm going to just Google things that have been invented by accident. Because there are so many things, you know, that people weren't looking to invent necessarily. They just stumbled across them. And I think this is important because a lot of times we think that we're going to go out and create this thing. And what happens a lot of times it's just a byproduct of what we're trying to create actually ends up making an impact in the world and so when I googled this, I found an article that was by uh Paul Anthony Jones, It's Nine Things Invented by Accident. And this was an article in Mental Floss. So if you go to mentalfloss.com and you search for this, then you should be able to find this article. And it's a pretty short read. But I'm going to just list out the the nine things that they listed. And I'm sure there are thousands more that you could find. But this just are some popular things that you will have heard of. And I think this is a concept that you can use to move you forward when you're trying to believe what you want to, in what you want to create. So number one, they listed was penicillin. Very helpful. I'm actually personally allergic to penicillin, but there are other, um, substitutes for penicillin that I have more than benefited, um, especially, Just recently, I had this um, infection in my skin. It was like cellulitis, but it's a little bit different, and I can't pronounce the word, so I'm not going (laughs) to try. I had to take an antibiotic for that. My face had swollen way up, and this was over Christmas, so that's why you didn't see it. I may post pictures at some point. (laughs) I'm still getting over the trauma. But number two was cornflakes. You know, who knew, right? cornflakes were invented by accident. Teflon is another one, another popular thing that was invented by accident. Number four is slinky. And this was really interesting. So I actually wanted to read a little excerpt of this one. And this was invented in 1945. um, But a couple of years before that, there was a naval engineer that was working at a shipyard, and he accidentally knocked a spring. He had been tr- working with this spring. He was trying to modify it um, for some uh, equipment that he was working on. But he knocked it down from a, a high shelf And what happened was the spring neatly uncoiled itself and stepped its way down from the shelf and onto a pile of books and then onto a tabletop and then onto the floor. So he took the next two years to develop this. And the first batch of 400 Slinky toys sold out in just 90 minutes, according to the article, when they were demonstrated in the toy department of a local gimbal store. So I thought that was really interesting. Number five is Silly Putty. And number six is Post-it Notes. And this I also found pretty interesting. And this was invented in 1968, or at least the process started in 1968, when a 3M chemist was attempting to create a super strong adhesive, um he accidentally invented a super weak adhesive. So he got the exact opposite uh, result that he was going for. So he must have felt like a complete failure when he was trying to create a super strong adhesive, invented a super weak adhesive, which could be used to only temporarily stick things together. Now, that actually sat unused for another five years. In 1973, one of his colleagues um, attended this a seminar of this guy that had massively failed, right? Epic fail on his part. And he struck upon the idea that this impermanent adhesive could be used to stick bookmarks into the pages of his hymn book. So after another few years... It, uh 3M was finally convinced about the sellability of this product, this temporary bookmark, and eventually they came up with a unique design that worked perfectly. It was a thin film of this chemist's uh, failed adhesive that was applied just along one edge of a piece of paper, and they first... Test market push in 1977 was marketed as press and peel, but that failed. And then the product finally went national as the post-it note in 1980. So from 1968 to 1980 is how long it took for this massive fail to actually succeed. So that one was really interesting to me because it took that long. That, that was a huge epic fail, but eventually it went, quote, viral, as we know it now, as the post-it note. And it's still going strong to this day. I just got another pack of post-it notes the other day. Now, the next one, number seven, is Saccharin. And this was super interesting as well. And this happened in around the late 1800s. And it happened when a chemist was studying the properties of oxidized coal tar at Johns Hopkins University in Baltimore, Maryland. At least all this according is according to this article. I have not fact-checked any of these because the whole point of this is the concept. So I don't think it's really important, the exact details. Um, at any rate, if any of this is fabricated, it still serves the purpose that I'm going for. (laughs) So just so you know, but he um, discovered while eating his evening meal, that the food he picked up with his fingers tasted sweeter than normal and so i guess mentally he traced the sweetening effect back to the chemical he had been working with that day which i'm not going to try to pronounce and he noted its idea as a as a potential item that he could mass produce and market under the name of saccharin and although it was quickly popular it would take the sugar shortages of two world wars to actually make the discovery truly universal. So that was interesting. It was complete accident that he just happened to notice when he licked his fingers, that it was sweet. He figured out that it must've been because of, uh, this chemical that he had, you know, residue on his fingers. He was able to trace it back and voila, he has saccharin and, you know, had we not had that who knows how many other sugar alternatives or sugar substitutes or other types of sweetener would have been discovered if that originally discovery discover hadn't been made so number 8 is the popsicle and this is um pretty widely distributed so i'm not going to read how that came about and then number 9 on their list was safety glass or or laminated glass and so this happened when a french chemist knocked a glass beaker from a high shelf in in his laboratory and found that the glass shattered but it did not like fall all over the floor it didn't break all over the over the place and so his sis- assistant had told him that it contained cellulose nitrate which was a type of clear natural plastic that had le- was in the beaker and it left a film inside the glass inside the beaker and he filed a patent for his discovery in 1909 and it's been in production ever since so this is where safety glass or laminated glass comes from comes from somebody knocking a beaker over onto the floor and instead of it smashing into bits all over the floor it just kind of all stuck together. So that's where we get the, the shatterproof glass. So the whole point of this is what concepts will you create or discover in your business just by being open to the possibilities, just by noticing the best parts of your biggest failures, what's possible for you that you haven't even considered or imagined yet.